Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Welcome to the Impact Hour. I'm John, and this is Rena here. Hello. We are authors, speakers, and coaches with Simply Great Lives. In this show today, we're going to talk about what it means to make an impact. So one of the truths that we've learned is that you get one shot in this life. We don't get a do-over. And what we want to do is we want to make the most of the time that we have here on Earth. This is about you intentionally making a positive impact. And uh, what we've noticed with people is that we tend to put our money, time, and energy into things of lesser importance. It's easy to talk about the weather when we get together with people. It's easy to talk about the sports. And one of the things we've learned at is, uh, in contrast, when we talk about things that are of greater importance, importance to us, to you, is that there's a lot riding on that. When we are talking about something that's, that's deeply important to us in our core, uh, suddenly there's a lot more pressure on it. I mean, what if we try to, to get involved in something we deeply care about and it doesn't work? Or what if people look at us funny or ridicule us? Where does that leave us? So this show is going to be of a lot more substance than maybe people are used to. And uh, we're talking about your life and what's really important. And what I hear you saying, John, is is the the depth of this, the importance of this is, is really exceptional. And so this is a conversation that people might not normally be hearing. And I think what I heard you say is that because it's so important, it's almost like it's too important, too important to fail, maybe too important to get started, because what if it goes wrong? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what holds people back. Maybe, maybe deep down, you know, people have buried this idea of getting involved in certain things, certain areas, something they really care about. And it's like, oh, man, what, what would happen if I did that and it just didn't work? So what we're going to do, we're going to talk a little bit about what this means. What in the world are we talking about? Make a positive impact because there's a lot of different messages out there. And then we're going to each spend some time sharing our stories. And I think you'll get a deeper understanding of what we're talking about. Yes, yes. So one of the things that uh, we've learned that is true is when we get to the end of our life, we're not going to wish that we had played it safe. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Can you repeat that? Yes. When we get to the end of our life, we're not going to wish that we had played it safe. Mm. So this show is all about casting off all that hinders and really going for it. So let's talk a little bit about what it looks like to be pursuing a passion, to be pursuing uh, activities, and be pursuing a, what we call an impact. Okay. So one of the things that uh, kind of a set of steps in a way that are involved in here, and the first step is to get really clear on the impact that we want to create. And a lot of times it's confusing to folks because we hear this word impact all over the place, and mm -hmm. people make it mean a lot of different things. And when we talk about an impact, we're talking about actual results in other people. So not just doing something good? Right. It's not activity. It's what is the result we're trying to create when we get involved in that activity. Because there's a, there's a lot of talk about that. A common, you hear, um, make a difference. Um, you're making an impact. Um, give back. Um, pay it forward. There's, there's all these terms out there that people are just kind of throwing around willy-nilly. But... 
we're talking about something different. Yeah, we're talking about very intentionally making a difference in other people's lives and getting into action and checking back to see if we're actually producing the results that we wanted. Results? <laughs> results. <laughs> I got I to gotta say that because I don't see people checking in to get results. Um, I see them doing a lot of stuff with a lack of clarity on what exactly they're wanting to change, and they're certainly not checking back to see if they've changed people's lives. Right. Yeah. Uh, getting the clarity helps a lot. When people are Just, clear, they tend to be more focused on the results. Yeah. Um, and then when we're, the action we're doing is not working, uh, we really encourage people to tweak what you're doing so that you actually get the results. And so change the activity, uh, ditch the activity and start a new one, <laughs> uh, but just really go for those results. And that is the impact that we are talking about here when you talk about making an impact. So later we're going to talk, I'm going to talk about something called, we call the impact ruler. So really a way to measure what kind of impact that we're having. But just to reiterate, first, got to get clear on what you're wanting to change. And that's based on a passion. And we're going to be talking a lot about this on the show. And it's not a passion about golf or cats or travel. Uh, this is a passion you can use to make a significant difference in people's lives. Once you've got that, then you can get clear on how you want to use that to create change. Then you get involved in some activities. And like you're saying, John, you got to tweak. We're always tweaking. We're always in motion, trying it out, tweaking it, making it different so we can get those results. Got to make sure that we're getting those results. Yeah, that's right. And the passion is not just a blending of, hey, I like to go running, so I'm going to blend that in. The passion really is, if you had this sentence, I, I can't stand living in a world where, and fill in that blank. Ooh. That would be your passion. Think about that. That's for the listeners out there. Can you say that again? I can't stand to live in a world where, and then fill in the blank. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to require a lot of assessment, introspection, examining of oneself, and what's really important. And we're going to be talking a lot about what that takes. Right. So some things about what it looks like is uh, it does not have to look a certain way. Woohoo! Um, so, That's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> um, so it doesn't have to be unpaid charity work, but it could be. It doesn't have to be your career or your business, but it could be. It doesn't have to be a formal organized efforts, but it could be. It could just be your mentoring wherever you are. Just can be look a lot of different ways. I love that there's lots of options out there. I mean, I really woohoo, it doesn't have to look a certain way because I can't say how many people I've talked to and they have clear in their mind. I met a guy, no joke, his purpose was to work for Habitat for Humanity. And I love that. That's that's great. And it wasn't very um, clear on what the results were. It was very activity focused. Um, but also, it had to look that certain way. And I was concerned for him because what if Habitat for Humanity, for some terrible reason, ceased to exist? And would his purpose be gone? Because it had to look that one certain way. So I love that there's flexibility because it allows us to find something that's truly effective in bringing about change. Yes, it is definitely all about the change, not about the specific activity. Mm -hmm. So in contrast, what it doesn't look like, uh, it's not about going through life, letting circumstances decide for you what you do or don't do as you're going through life. It's not about just getting by in life, and it's not an add-on or an extra thing in your life. So this isn't something that someone's just checking off a box, clocking in and out of, do a little bit here and there. It's really more who they're about, what they're willing to take a stand for. It's, it's, it's pretty fundamental, right? Yes. 
and kind of a trip to be so far along in life and just be uncovering that, but totally worthwhile than to have gone through the rest of the life without having done it. Definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know you'll be talking about that. Yeah. So this is not an extra thing. This is the main thing. When you figure out what this is for you, this becomes the main thing in your life. Just like Stephen Covey says, make the main thing the main thing. That's right. So this is bigger than occasional random volunteering. It's bigger than just most giving back opportunities. Again, it's not something you're doing extra on the side. It is the main thing. It's the main thing. All right. Uh, we are about to go on a break. So stay tuned when we come back. We're going to hear more about my story, and we'll dive into why we're doing this. You can make a difference. Join John and Rena, the hosts of the Impact Hour, Money 1055's newest show for a live event in Roseville. It's your chance to decide what your life will be all about. Go to simplygreatlives.com to register for your spot at a seminar coming to Roseville September 7th. Enter code MONEY1055 and get $25 off. As seen on Good Day Sacramento, John and Rena are making an impact. It's your turn. Go to simplygreatlives.com. Start your journey today. Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. on Money 105.5, it's Beyond the Numbers, your weekly look at real-life issues related to your money, investments, and your retirement. With your host, Rick Ferguson, a registered financial advisor with over 30 years of experience helping clients manage their retirement future. Find out more online at fergusonfinancial.com. That's fergusonfinancial.com. Go Beyond the Numbers, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. on Money 105.5. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. We are so excited to have you join us for our very first show here today. And wanted to give you the opportunity to join in the conversation. So you are absolutely welcome to call into the show with your questions. Simply call into the studio at 866-576-1055. That's 866-576-1055. Coming up in this segment, John's going to be sharing his story, and y'all are in for a treat. In 2005, I had a heart attack. I'm not that old now, and I was certainly a lot younger then, and I did not expect a heart attack at all. Um, I had symptoms leading up to it. I did not recognize those. And uh, just for all you listeners out there, uh, a heart attack might be different than what you see on TV. Um, symptoms I had was pain in my shoulders radiating down into my sh elbows. I could not point to where it hurt. It wasn't like a sharp pain. It was a dull ache. Um, I had achiness in my jaw and between my shoulder blades. Um, some other folks sometimes say that they feel like there's a pressure on their chest, like they say it feels like there's an elephant sitting on their chest. I did not experience that. Some folks experience uh, kind of a, a nausea or sickness to the stomach. Um, I experienced that just in a brief moment. Um, but uh, a heart attack is when you experience, you know, a, a number of those symptoms together. And uh, what I'd seen of heart attacks was people grabbed their chest and fell over dead. And that wasn't happening to me, so I didn't know what was going on. But I remember on the night of the heart attack, uh, my, my heart beat hard in my chest a couple, a couple of times. And I did, at that point, feel instantly sick to my stomach. Um, and I remember being curled up on the bathroom floor 
and despite all that was going on physically in me, the, the main experience there was emotionally what was going on. It was really a gut-wrenching experience for me. I was pretty terrified, and I had the thought that that might be the last moments of my life, even though I didn't know what was going on physically. And I had the thought that maybe I wouldn't be going into work on Monday, not because I was sick, but because I wasn't going to be around anymore to go into work. And I thought what that, what that might be like if I didn't go into work. And I just thought probably a few folks would be shocked, some would be sad, and for the most part they would hire somebody else and life would pretty much go on as it always had. And I asked myself, did my life even matter? Did it matter that I was here on this earth? You know, what was the results of my life? And I didn't like my answer at all. I thought also about the things that I'd poured my life into. Uh, we'd done some pretty amazing things a uh, number of years prior to that experience. We'd led youth uh, and young adult groups. And uh, but at that point, we had, we had stopped. And I was spending a lot of my mental energy thinking about increasing my lifestyle, the bigger house. We had a new car in the garage at the time. Um, and at that point, none of that stuff mattered to me at all. It just didn't matter. And so what I instead thought about was, you know, Yurina and the kids, did you guys really know that I loved you? Hmm. And though maybe I'd said the words, I didn't know if it really carried that much weight or if it was just, you know, something I just did. And so I asked if I loved you well, and I wasn't happy with that answer either. Hmm. And those were my two questions, you know, did I love people well? Did my life matter? And I didn't have answers for those. So that was my moment as far as the heart attack story goes, uh, I went uh, into the hospital and they do all the normal tests, the x-rays and the blood tests and the whole thing, and they, they discovered there was a blockage and they put in a stent. And uh, I was in the hospital for a few days to make sure I recovered well. And then they sent me back home and said, okay, you're good to go. Only I wasn't good to go. I had my questions that weren't being answered. Now part of it up to that point, I felt like I had life figured out. So that was the hard part. That, that made it worse in a way. Um, I had what I felt like was the perfect career. I had 20 years experience in software development and uh, I, was, I was really good at it. You know, they say there's a 10 to one difference between the, the highest performing employees and the lowest performing ones. And I was much closer to the 10. I asked people to give me the hardest, hardest work because I knew I could do it. Um, and, and so I thought I had it figured out. I had the career that I was good at, that I loved and that made good amount of money and I thought I, I had it whipped and then I had my questions now and this career wasn't answering my questions. So you all might think, you know, oh, from there John just, you know, went and figured it out and, and uh, went on to go make big impacts in the world, but that's not what I did. Uh, I did not have it figured out. I was stuck. I felt like we needed my income. I couldn't quit my job. Uh, I couldn't do anything different at that point. And so I stayed stuck for a long time, feeling like my circumstances made me be there. And it took me quite a while before I realized that it really was just a choice. And at one point, I was let go from my work, and I made the choice, kind of made the choice together that I wouldn't look for more software work. I was just going to go and see what I could do to make an impact from that point on. And so we're here today uh, because we've gone down this journey and we've figured out a lot and we don't have it all figured out, but we figure we're two or three steps ahead of most folks and we can help them take uh, a good number of steps forward in making an impact and help you guys all fi figure out how to make an impact with your life and realize what is true in life and what are the lies that we're told and how do we really go for it.
That's awesome. So you were 38 when you had your first heart attack. And I say first because you had another one that was in 05 and you had another one two years ago. I think it's really a really great thing for people to understand. What was the difference for you in those two different experiences? It was like night and day. So in my 2005 heart attack, it was this whole, not just a, a physical experience, but it was this whole emotional charged experience, all these questions that I couldn't answer and, and just feeling a lot of regret about how I had lived life. Uh, two years ago, I did have a second one. Uh, it was blockage again around where the, the original stent was. And at that point, I didn't go through that same experience at all. We had uh, written our book and released that just the day before. Mm -hmm. Kind of ironic that it was that just the day after. Uh, but I felt like I had done what I had, could do uh, up until that point to make an impact. And I, I, was, I was good with that. And I was satisfied that, that I had worked towards making an impact. So basically what I hear you saying is in the first experience, um, you were not prepared to leave this world. You realized that um, maybe you hadn't loved people well and your life hadn't mattered as much as you wanted. And you made some adjustments, some major life adjustments. And then when you faced the same potential death, leaving of this world, you were at peace with that. I was, yes. And it's all about that impact um, that you were seeking to create, knowing yes. that you had done that. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm also curious, um, you, I love that sometimes you say, you, you know, you, you think you'd have this major shift after this revelation, you know, in, in 2005, and, you know, you realized, you know, that you hadn't loved people well and, and as much as you'd wanted, and you wanted your life to matter, and yet you promptly stayed stuck. It's like you think you'd get going, but it stayed stuck. And, and I know that it almost seemed like you felt like you were a little crazy. Because <laughs> this was not a conversation that was happening around you. Nobody was talking about making an impact. It's true, stuff, right? yeah. Yeah, a big part of getting unstuck was to realize that I wasn't the oddball, weird one who needed, you know, some sort of employee assistance program to help me out to put me back to normal, but that I was the one seeing things correctly and everyone else was just asleep, I guess is how I would put it, and mm -hmm. just not awake to these important, these important topics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome, so you're, you're taking that conversation out into the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why we're here, you know. All you guys, all our listeners, this, we're telling our stories here, but this is about you and your life, you know. We could, we could be happy about our story. It's all by ourselves, but <laughs> <laughs> we, want, we want you guys to realize this is important and, and you should take a look at this. So maybe the listeners should evaluate if they were to be facing the end of their life, would they be satisfied with the answers to their questions? Did I love people well? Did my life matter? So are you all pouring your lives into what really matters? in life? Are you investing in the things that really matter? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I love it when you share your story. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really what got us started on Simply Great Lives. And uh, I'll share a little bit more about how that journey actually went when it first got started when I share my story. Yeah, I think we have a little bit of time now. Why don't we get started on your story now? Awesome. Well, I am Rena Bonicio. And John and I have actually been married for 24 years as of Monday. 
so we've been around together for a while and um, I was there of course for that that heart attack experience and um, there with John as he kind of struggled um, trying to make sense of the experience and the, the revelation um, the new understanding and after he was let go from his job and we chose for him to not go back we started a financial coaching business because John wanted to make a difference in people's lives. We'd been through Dave Ramsey's financial counselor training, and we'd been through his Financial Peace University before that. Really touched our lives. We're like, cool, okay, we'll do this. And um, I have a master's degree in social work, and so I figure I'm flexible, I'm wired to make an impact kind of thing. Slightly arrogant, actually, in <laughs> retrospect. <laughs> but so we, we got started on that, and um, what I found was that I am not passionate about financial coaching, and it was a lot more of a struggle for me. So when we made the switch to Simply Great Lives, we had a business coach who helped us see that we were helping people to do well with their money so that they could make an impact. So we just chose to change the focus to making that impact. And um, we were doing that, and, and it was certainly a better fit. And I really, I kind of felt like I was going through the motions. And it wasn't that it was a bad fit. It just wasn't something I was like super on fire for um, until I was sitting in, this, in a seminar several years ago and um, the, the person leading it helped us to kind of evaluate for ourselves. She says, you know, um, most of us have a message inside of us, but it was squelched when we were a child. So um, I was actually hit by a profound memory at that point. And I'm standing in, I'm 16 years old, and I'm, and I'm standing in the field with my uncle. And he's my sexual abuser. And as he approaches me, I tell him I don't want that anymore. And very cool, he crosses his arms, and he turns his back on me. And I can tell you that in, my, in that moment, my heart broke. All we ever want as kids is to be loved, and his message was clear. If you want my love, you got to do this too. And actually, very shortly after that, he left my life and left my aunt. And shortly after that, she left to go and be with him, took a stand to be with him, and I was all alone. So I know it's a bit of a cliffhanger, but we need to go to break. So I will conclude my story when we come back. Join us. Stay tuned for more of the Impact Hour with John and Rena. Price plus tax with approved credit on 36-month term, $33.99 total due from customer at least inception. Zero security deposit, 10000 annual miles, 25 cents a mile over stock. Number 117745, CD for details in 9660. The Golden Opportunity Sales Event continues at Lexus of Sacramento. Kitty here and right now lease a 2016 NX200T for just $379 a month. There's 911 and Lexus rebates, including the first month's payment. This well-appointed crossover defines the class. Drive yours during the Golden Opportunity Sales Event at Lexus of Sacramento. 2600 Fulton Avenue, online at Lexus of Sacramento. Mark your calendars for Thursday, September 1st from noon to 1 p.m. and meet attorney Justin Gilbert and financial advisor Greg Porter of Charles Schwab and Company for a no-cost presentation on estate planning. Some of the topics to be covered include wills and trusts, designating beneficiaries, 
powers of attorney, and avoiding probate. A light lunch will be served. For more information or to reserve a seat, please call Greg Porter at Charles Schwab at 916-789-2145 and reserve your spot today for this no-cost presentation September 1st. Folks, I'm Baron Larson with Big Mountain Heating and Air. Tune into the Watt Wise Show every Tuesday, 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Money 105.5. Find out how to get free duct cleaning, free duct sealing, free service calls, and free maintenance on your old heating and air system. This is for you folks not ready to replace your old heating and air system. Details at 378-4616 or BigMountainAir.com. That's 378-4616 or BigMountainAir.com. When it comes to retirement, a lot of folks don't even know where to start, and it's easy to be overwhelmed and confused by all the information out there. Don't let that happen to you. Join Jeff Mitchell, the president of Monolith Financial Group, every Saturday morning at 10 for the Monolith Money Show to discover the strategies you need to know to have a happy and comfortable retirement. Start your journey into retirement with the Monolith Money Show, featuring Jeff Mitchell every Saturday morning at 10 on Money 105.5. You can make a difference. Join John and Rena, the hosts of the Impact Hour, Money 1055's newest show for a live event in Roseville. It's your chance to decide what your life will be all about. Go to simplygreatlives.com to register for your spot at a seminar coming to Roseville September 7th. Enter code MONEY1055 and get $25 off. As seen on Good Day Sacramento, John and Rena are making an impact. It's your turn. Go to simplygreatlives.com. Start your journey today. Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Awesome. Well, welcome back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena. Um, I, Rena, am in the middle of sharing my story. And before I resume, I want to let you know that you are welcome to participate in the conversation. You can call in the studio with any questions that you have at 866 866- 576-1055. That's 866-576-1055. So I was just just describing how my sexual abuse ended when I was 16 years old. And fast forward like 30 years, right? And I'm sitting in this seminar and the leader's telling us about how we have a message inside of us, but it was often squelched as a child and that's when I was hit with that memory and as I worked through it what really came to me is I have a very very deep passion for waking people up to the impact that they're having on other people I want people to know how they're impacting other people because I am confident absolutely confident that my uncle had no idea of the deep lasting negative impact he'd have on me you know, I think he was caught up in the moment, felt good to him, thought all was great, didn't know I was going to be dealing with that pain for the rest of my life, something to heal from. And I believe that my aunt didn't understand the impact that she'd be having on me. In fact, I had a conversation with her a couple months ago and was very surprised when she said, because uh, I, I shared about how, um, you know, I, I talk about the abuse and how that's affected me, and she was stunned. She's like, Wow. I didn't realize you were still carrying that around with you. And I was like, wow, how could you not know that that would impact me at such a deep level? And that just further confirmed to me that people are going around completely unaware of how they're impacting other people. 
So what we did is we integrated my passion in with our work at Simply Great Lives. So you got John um, wanting people to answer the questions well, that they love people well, and that their life mattered to have a positive impact. And we combined that with my passion for waking people up to their impact. And this is what we do at Simply Great Lives. And I can tell you that for me, you might have even said night and day, but it was like that. Before, I was just going through the motions. But when I got in touch with my passion, it made all the difference for me for uh, what I was doing in our business, what I was willing to do, who I was willing to be and show up as and participate fully. And um, this is... This is what I'm so excited to share with you guys because I know from my experience what a huge difference it makes to use something that you're deeply passionate about to make a difference. That's as compared to just doing something good, which I was doing with John, and I was having a hard time coming up with the words to explain the difference in my experience. So I asked John, I'm like, well, what was it like for you after I got in touch with my passion? And he says, well, it's kind of like I was dragging you along before. Now I'm having a hard time keeping up. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, of course, you know, John talked at the beginning about um, we're really concerned about the of course, the impact, having a specific change that we're wanting to create. So it's not just that I'm involved in more activities, it's not just that I'm doing more, but I'm doing more of the right stuff, more of the stuff that I'm passionate about, willing to take risks for, willing to take action on to make that positive impact. And it's been absolutely powerful. I don't know, John, what's it been like from your end watching that change? It's been pretty pretty interesting. Like you said, you know, before it was like I was trying to pull you along, like, hey, let's do this, let's do that. And you're like, oh, I don't know, it's kind of scary. And we were doing, we're stretching ourselves, doing new things, and uh, you know, it was, it was kind of hard to get you to come along sometimes. And uh, once once you got in touch, you were like, hey, we got to do this, we got to do that. And I'm like, whoa, I'm not sure if I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. Yeah, we're always we're always stretching ourselves and and doing new things. You know, speaking for for example, generally freaks people out they say that people would rather die than you know give us give a talk in front of people so I mean we were already doing that but I wasn't really willing to do the work to really get out there it's almost like I was doing like a veneer kind of like a light dusting (laughs) of (laughs) good of good stuff um, but really dove in when I got in touch with my passion yeah I love that you know doing more of the things that matter rather than just more things yeah yeah, because everyone can do stuff, but are you doing the right stuff? Are you getting the results that you want? Are you clear on the results that you want to get? And I just come alive, really, when I'm doing something that makes people aware of how they're impacting other people. So, uh, for example, we've got a, a two-day seminar, which is awesome. We, we People leave with a clearer understanding of what they want to make difference they're using their passion for that they've pulled in their strengths it's it's just really a great thing and before we dive into all that awesomeness we do some foundational work on awareness of how you're showing up how are people really experiencing you and how can you make that more of a positive impact because what i find is most people are just clearly unaware they're not thinking about it. So I bring it into awareness and then we empower people to have have that positive impact just on the people in their interpersonal relationships. And that just, I like get stoked. 
on that. (laughs) (laughs) And especially um, one of the guys from our seminar came back the next day and had utilized it that night with his family. I'm like, yes, (laughs) that's that's good stuff. (laughs) Very exciting. Very exciting. So for our listeners, how can you tell someone if they know if they found it or not? What's the difference experientially between finding something you're passionate about and not? That's a great question. I tell you what's not an evaluation, a way to evaluate it, is if it's just something good. So um, what you want is something that gets you really excited. Like um, sometimes there was a powerful experience around it, whether it was, you know, for us it was a heart attack, it was sexual abuse. Um, It doesn't have to be, but oftentimes it's, it's linked to a powerful experience. So when you think about that, it elicits a strong reaction in you. So that's more of the kind of passion that we're talking about than um, something that you enjoy a whole lot. It, it, it bothers you. Maybe it makes you angry. Maybe it hurts. Um, and there may need to be some healing around that to really be a blessing to other people. But there's, there's really something that gets you fired up inside. That's the kind of passion we're talking about. And when you do it and you get the result, you, it's like a, like a touchdown. You're like, yes, yes. You know, it's like, it's, it's not much better than that. I, I, it's been absolutely thrilling for me. So that's, that's how I know it's the right thing. Yeah, earlier we were talking about this and you mentioned something about, you know, would you do that even if you didn't have an external influence on you? Oh, yes. I remember that conversation earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So honestly, before I got in touch with my passion, um, if you weren't sitting on me, I wouldn't have been doing those things. (laughs) It's like, um, you said you were going to do this. Um, Although, you know, I would have written the blog because that was, you know, it was an external thing. It was a requirement, though. You know, we knew that we were going to do that and people were expecting it. So um, there's so much more initiative involved. And that's what I love about the passion is it provides fuel, a lot more fuel to, to get people going and keep moving. Very cool. Awesome. Thanks for hearing my story, everybody. That's really cool. Cool. So next up, we're going to go into, I'm going to be talking about the impact ruler. And it's something that we came up with. Um, Just so you know, we have a Facebook group called The Impact Hour, and you need the the in there to actually find it, The Impact Hour. And you can post there. We would love for you to participate in the conversation. And I posted an image in there of this impact ruler. And we came up with it because, you know, just when John kind of set the stage for the show in the beginning, we wanted to explain what are we talking about when we're talking about a positive impact um, because the word is so overused. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain, you know, briefly the impact ruler, and then we're going to look at it a little bit more in depth. So you can picture a ruler, and it's got seven numbers on it, seven levels of impact. And the first level is when you change a person's mood. And changing a mood is by its nature very temporary. The second level up, although it is a positive impact, we acknowledge that. Second level up is to change a person's circumstances temporarily. Okay, it's a, it's a short-term thing. Level three, you change a person's circumstances permanently or long-term. Number four, you change a person's behavior temporarily. That could be a skill or something that they're doing, a behavior. Level five is change a person's 
behavior permanently or long term. Level six is where we get pretty stoked because that's where you change the person. I mean, we're talking about mindsets, beliefs about how the world operates, expectations, a person's character. This is a deep level change at level six. Level seven is to change a person for eternity. And that is completely based on your spiritual and religious views. For us, we believe there's an afterlife and that Jesus needs to be a part of that. And so for me, it would be incongruent to not acknowledge that. And I want you to know that if that's something that you believe in, you're gonna need to integrate that in to who you are. So we include that as part of the conversation. So let's dive in and we'll go to break when we need to, but let's just dive into the impact ruler. So level one, talking about changing a person's mood. What this looks like is a smile. We get a lot of pushback from people when we're talking about, you know, make a, make a difference, make an impact. They're like, oh, I'll just smile at people. That'll be my positive impact. And bless their hearts, they mean well, but that really only changes a person's mood. They might feel good for a little while, and then they go back to where they were. So it wasn't really a deep, lasting impact like we're talking about. And just a note for each of these, a lot of times people are... Well, we, can see, we see consistently people overestimate their positive impact. So if you want to smile at people and change the person, it's going to require a lot of intentionality, and you're going to need to tweak and probably add some other activities to that. So just to be careful not to assume that because you're smiling, you're changing a person. You're probably just changing their mood. Level two, changing a person's circumstances temporarily. This is a common positive impact. So random acts of kindness follow under that. And so you might be um, buying a person's coffee and that's awesome. They might feel good for a little bit that you did that and they've got a little extra money for a coffee for the next day, but it's still a pretty mild impact. So that's level two. We're gonna dive into level three when we get back because tell you what, this is a way for you to measure your life. Stay tuned. This is John and Rena with the Impact Hour. You can make a difference. Join John and Rena, the hosts of the Impact Hour, Money 1055's newest show for a live event in Roseville. It's your chance to decide what your life will be all about. Go to simplygreatlives.com to register for your spot at a seminar coming to Roseville September 7th. Enter code MONEY1055 and get $25 off. As seen on Good Day Sacramento, John and Rena are making an impact. It's your turn. Go to simplygreatlives.com. Start your journey today. Hybrid Brokers Realty has everything you want in a brokerage without the high costs. They even handle all of your marketing so you can focus on what you do best. The Hybrid Brokers Realty model is designed to help support the growth of their agents and their community as well. Hybrid offers revenue sharing and partnership opportunities to their agents while donating a percentage of all income to local charities. It's time to join with a true local brand. Hybrid Brokers Realty, 916-696-6006. Take advantage of the opportunities waiting for you at wearehbr.com. BRE license number 019. You're listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Welcome back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. 
very excited to be describing to you the Impact Ruler. As I was exiting, I mentioned that this is not only a way for you to evaluate what kind of impact you're having, we want you to consider this as a way to measure your life. Okay, we know from John's story, when you reach into your life, you're gonna wanna know that your life mattered and that you love people well. So this Impact Ruler is a way for you to assess that. To summarize, the first level is to change a person's mood. Next level up is to change a person's circumstances temporarily and then to change their circumstances permanently. This is more of a long-term change, but it's still circumstantial. For example, a person who sells insurance might help somebody avoid a financial disaster. That would be a bummer of a circumstance if something terrible happened and it still is a circumstance. So it's not a deep level change with the person. Similarly, a mortgage broker can help somebody get into a new house and that changes the circumstances of their life where they're living. Okay, next level up, and we love more and more levels up on the impact ruler. Level four is about changing a person's behavior, even temporarily is a great thing because what I found is when you change a person's behavior, even if they don't adhere to it, stick to it, they can come back to it. So for example, <laughs> a teacher might, for example, teach a foreign language and the student can learn it, that changes their behavior at the time, it's a skill, and they may not retain that, so that would make it a temporary change in behavior. A lot of change efforts at this level, they're shooting for long-term change and it ends up being short-term. For example, a stop smoking program um, would be another one that you would hope would be long-term but may end up being short-term. So just important to know what kind of results you're actually achieving from your change effort. Level five, okay, we're talking about permanent behavior change. For example, a lot of coaches help people change their habits um, that could be around their health or their finances, um, personal trainers, things of that nature. If it sticks, that's a long-term change in their behavior. Okay, level six, I told you this is where we get really excited. It's about changing the person. And examples of how that might look is um, helping people to, for example, move through their fears so that they can be of greater service to other people, helping a person to develop compassion. You can see that's changing the person. Helping the person to take responsibility so that they're able to create result, more results in their lives and not see themselves as a victim of their circumstances. Those are just examples of the kind of impact that we're talking about. A lot of these things, there's a lot of activities that you can do to create that, but you need to be deliberate about getting those results. And then level seven is the changing a person for eternity. For example, in our beliefs, we would want to um, introduce people to Jesus, believe that that'll be necessary for their moving on into the next world. And whatever you believe for your religious and spiritual beliefs, you're going to want to be sure to integrate that in. And if you do believe in something of an afterlife, um, consider impacting people at that level, because that's an even higher level than level six. So that's the impact ruler. And we're hoping that you'll use that to assess what kind of impact you're really having and not 
to assume that you're having a greater impact than you are, but to accurately assess what's going on. So let's dive in a little bit more on this impact ruler. Uh, one of the questions I think we get is, you know, is it is it this one or that one? You know, if I'm if I'm if smiling is a level one and I want to make a level six impact, then do I need to stop smiling at people? Right. No, you don't need to stop smiling. Just don't assume that that's going to create that end result. So the question then becomes, see, that smiling is the activity, right? So what's the result that you want? Are you wanting to help a person feel um, that they've got what it takes, that they're really, they've really got what it takes to make a difference? Well, that's awesome. I love that. And just be aware the smiling is probably not going to generate that result. So, yes, go around smiling at people. That's nice. <laughs> but we want to encourage you because we believe that you have what it takes to go out and make a deep level impact in people's lives. Not a small impact, but there's something that you're deeply passionate about that you can use to really change lives. And that, that is what's really satisfying in life. You got to try it to see for yourself. <laughs> so don't stop smiling. <laughs> sure, don't stop <laughs> smiling. <laughs> The other thing that can happen, too, is sometimes there's overlap. And so, you know, if you, you work with somebody's uh, circumstance, sometimes in order for you to change their circumstance, it requires that you would work with them to change their behavior, which might end up changing the person. So it's right. not always just a single activity. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, uh, maybe someone has been homeless for 10 years, and uh, they've just gotten very comfortable in a way of just being homeless. And, and for that person to, to move back into a home and to change their own circumstance would require probably more than just giving them a home. Mm -hmm. And so, you, you know, it would involve changing the person, uh, changing their mindsets, changing their beliefs, and giving them new skills, ability to work, to support the home. So it's not always just a, uh, this, is, this is what it is, just one thing. Uh, but sometimes it can be a lot kind of blended together. Mm-hmm. And, and the same could be said, for example, for a financial advisor. So they're working with people to change their circumstances long-term permanent, right? To have money set for retirement and things like that. That may require a behavioral change of saving on a regular basis, not spending beyond their means, setting money aside. Those are behavioral changes. So that's a higher level on the impact ruler. And then it can go another level up. So, for example, it would depend on the financial advisor's passion, right? But maybe they're passionate about like what we are, you know, helping people to make a difference. So they could actually work with people to encourage them and maybe even empower them to be the kind of person who really makes a great impact in retirement. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it requires a lot of deliberateness. And so what people are already doing, there may be a way to tie it in so it doesn't mean that they have to quit their job. Although we'll probably look at this another another time, but if you really hate your job, you might want to consider it because it's going to gobble up so much energy that you really won't have much to invest in other people. But typically, you could kind of weave in what you're doing, for example, in a role as a mentor. Um, that doesn't require a major life adjustment, although we certainly encourage major life adjustments um, when it's needed and when it's helpful. But you can get started on something you're passionate about, just mentoring people who are around you already. doesn't mean that you have to go volunteer down somewhere else. You might be able to be of service right where you're at. 
but it'll be requiring it'll require you to get really clear on what you want and then tweak the activities to make sure you get the results. I think what I'll be clear about too is uh, when, when you discover what it is you're passionate about and the change that you want to make, we really encourage people to become an expert in that. Really to dig in and really be a person who knows all about that. So when you say, you know, mentor folks around you, we're not talking about just running around giving people advice. Uh, sometimes that's not really well received. <laughs> so, but yeah, a, right. a really good mentor would, would be a kind of person who would, would create and set up relationships for the purpose of mentoring, and both of them would, would agree to that mentoring relationship, and there'd be a cooperative activity rather than just, oh, hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's two things. It's, it's acknowledging that you've got something valuable that you can share with other people and finding the people who are open to receiving that. Yeah. yeah, both are pretty, <laughs> pretty essential. Yeah. Yeah. Should we close up with Eugene Lang's story? Yeah. I'd love an oh, awesome story about a real impact. So Eugene Lang, um, it's been a number of years ago now, and you might have heard this story before, uh, but he was asked to give a speech to an elementary school, a school that he went to in a rough part of town in East Harlem. Um, he had become a businessman, and uh, he was going to give him a speech about working hard, about if he worked hard, he would succeed. He was getting ready to go in and give his speech, and the principal talks to him just as he's about to go up and says, you know, 75% of these kids won't even graduate high school. Eugene Lang walked up to the front, and as he was walking up, uh, he, he changed his mind. He ripped up his speech in front of the kids and told them, you know, I was going to tell you about working hard, but I don't think that's going to work. He said, instead, if you graduate high school, I'll pay for your college. Nice. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, although I can't say for certainty, but he probably did not have all of that money lined up for those kids. So you, he had to scramble. He was just making a bold declaration for those kids. And he decided somehow, some way, he was going to make that happen for them. In addition, he mentored the kids along the way. And as a result, 90% of those kids graduated high school. So 75 were not going to graduate, but 90% did. That's right. That's huge. That's that's a result. And of those, 60% went up on to higher education. And of 61 of those kids, 54 kept in touch with him. And as a part of that, that resulted in the I Have a Dream Foundation, which is set up to help kids through college. That's an awesome story of impact. Look at all those lives that were touched and changed. Love that. That's the kind of impact that we want to encourage you here. So we would love for you to join us every week for this deeper level conversation because we know that you have what it takes to make an awesomely powerful difference in the lives of other people. You can use something you're powerful, you're passionate about, and it will be powerful. Feel free to um, post to the Facebook group at the Impact Hour. And if you missed anything, we'll be posting this recording to theimpacthour.com. Thanks for joining us.